You're listening to KYMN 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and streaming online at KimRadio.net. It's time for the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. It's the show that covers America's pastime through the eyes of the people who love it the most. From journalists to broadcasters, and of course, the athletes that play the game, we will have all your bases covered. Here's your host, Colin Landsteiner. Good afternoon, Norfield. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. Kayla Hatting, head softball coach for the St. Olaf Oles, will stop by to discuss their historic run in this year's regionals. we got Dirk Umbenhauer. He's going to join us live from Seckler Park prior to Norfield Raiders baseball sections. they got a game coming up against Rochester Mayo. But before all that, let's play back a conversation from last week. I was lucky enough to be joined by former Major League pitcher Jake Patrichka. All right, this is the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Our guest, Jake Patrichka, a former Major League pitcher for the White Sox, Blue Jays, and Brewers. And Jake, thanks for joining us today. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Jake, for our listeners who may not be familiar with your story, you're a local guy. Uh, grew up in that Shieldsville area, was born in Norfield, and went to Faribault High School. Early on, you know, what was it like growing up in this area and falling in love with the game of baseball and such? It was fun. Uh, like you said, grew up in the Shieldsville area, so I played some baseball with the Shieldsville Township, along with a lot of town ball with Faribault. Been playing since I was five, so as little as you can get doing it and yeah still trying to do it to this day and jake you know you start at the age of five right go through pretty much every step all the way to the majors but you must have had a lot of role models and mentors throughout the years i know there's so many but who are a couple that stand out to you Uh, i mean definitely my parents just instilling that work first attitude uh growing up on a farm you had to do your chores and do stuff around the farm before you could do all the other fun stuff of playing ball and then obviously for me baseball became a job which made it even easier for me to understand you have to do the work if you want to enjoy it and then yeah growing up coach Felix and Faribault had a big role Ross family I mean really everyone in that Faribault baseball group is what molded me at the start and then kind of just took off from there. And as a pitcher, Jake, I'm sure you've had to develop a variety of pitches to use in your game, but which pitch growing up was kind of difficult to learn, but as you got it, you really enjoy throwing that pitch today? Uh, For me, that would be a breaking ball. I mean, whether you call it curveball, slider. Uh, For me, I'm a two-seam guy, so coming over the top of the ball is just my natural movement. Creates very good two-seam action but makes it tough coming back the other way for a breaking ball. And that's just one that entire career, you kind of got a battle, and it's one that can come and go at any point. It's just a matter of getting back to where it's effective as fast as possible. Yeah, and of course, you know, Jake, you'd go on to get drafted and go through the minors. I know that can be a grind for a lot of guys, but do you have any favorite communities you got to play for and any favorite memories? I'd say out of all of it, it's always about players I get to play with. We all seem to have a good knack at becoming a family, and no matter where we were, what we were doing, we had fun with each other. Even if things weren't going well baseball-wise, we had each other to pick each other up and just kind of have fun that way. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you developed many bonds with different guys throughout your career. And um, in 2013, you got your first call up to the majors with the Chicago White Sox. I bet that must have been an emotional moment. Yeah, no, that was an amazing whole week it took before I finally got into a game. But that allowed me to kind of take in that whole change that was taking place. Because yes, AAA is amazing baseball in itself, but going to the big leagues and getting inside one of them stadiums or a few of those stadiums and understanding like this is the new norm. It was a lot of fun. Again, we're here with Jake Patrichka. He's a former pitcher with the White Sox, Jays, and Brewers. And over your career, Jake, uh, you've gotten to play in some of those amazing ballparks that you referenced. Uh, what were some of your favorite? Uh, I mean, a lot of them, honestly. Uh, first and foremost, if the fans were into the game and it was loud, it's a stadium I love to play at. I know ones that did that often were Fenway. Uh, Wrigley was fun with the White Sox being in the Crosstown Cup, so that was always rowdy uh i remember a time out in anaheim where they got real loud it was fun same with the dodgers like i said if the fans are in into it and make it kind of tough to even think because it's so loud that's that's where i like it yeah it's an energetic environment i'm sure and we kind of just talked about your call-up but outside of your call-up was there ever a moment where you got like a key out or a key strike and such, where you were just like, oh my gosh, this is real. I'm in the majors. Uh, it wasn't so much the, this is real. It was always for me, like, this is what you wanted to get to. Yeah. Hearing the fans, whether they're for you when it's at home or against you on the road, and just knowing how loud that stadium is. And for me, I have to actually take a step back to listen to hear it because it just kind of zones out when I'm playing. I just, I'm focused on me and the hitter and all that noise just kind of is there. But if I, there's a few times I did just kind of take a step back be like, yep, no, this is the exact situation you've always wanted to be in. And now you're in it, enjoy it, see what happens. From my understanding, you're still playing some baseball. You're out in North Carolina. For our listeners, what league are you uh, about to play in and what team are you working with? Yeah, no, I made the trip out yesterday to uh, High Point, North Carolina. It's uh, in the Atlantic League. There's a good amount of younger guys that are trying to get into pro ball and then uh, another good amount of older guys trying to get back into the upper minors and another shot at the big leagues. Yeah, I'm sure it's exciting to get out there and play some baseball again there, Jake. You're also involved with the HTP Sports Academy. What is your role with the academy, and how did that all come together? Uh, yeah, no, uh, our academy is out of Apple Valley, kind of just the whole metro area, south metro. And I met Dylan and Chase back in 2014, I want to say, and they were just uh, those two running some camps and starting up their own academy and i just told them like if you ever wanting a third partner i'd be very interested in it and they love that idea and i think it was around 2014 15 when we fully partnered up and i do a lot of the coaching with them this past year i kind of took a step back with covid and the family and everything but i know i'm looking forward to getting back in and doing a lot more coaching again yeah it's I'm sure a super exciting thing you got going on there, you know, potentially down the road here working with a lot of younger kids. And as I bring that up, you know, again, Jake, when talking to some of these younger ball players, what kind of advice would you give them, especially for the kids that have dreams of playing baseball, you know, past high school, past college, would love to get to the bigs, you know, what kind of advice would you give them? Uh, I mean, the advice is it's never an easy road no matter what you're doing. 
So even though it may not seem fun, enjoy it, work hard, and just let everything happen that's going to happen. Just as long as you give it everything you got, you can't look back and say, I wish I would have done something different. Thanks for joining us here today, and good luck with everything you got going on. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Jake Patrichka, former pitcher for the White Sox, Jays, and Brewers. He's also a guy who grew up playing ball around the Faribault Shieldsville area and was even born in Northfield. When we return, we'll be joined by Kayla Hatting, head softball coach for St. Olaf College, and Dirk Umbenhauer, live from Seckler Park. This is the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Is your portfolio swinging and missing more often than making solid contact? Falk Financial Services is an independent financial planning firm that works with advisory clients to build an investment strategy to meet your short, intermediate, and long-term goals. To learn more, call 507-645-2993 or visit us at falkfinancial.com. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities offered through First Heartland Capital, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through First Heartland Consultants. Falk Financial Services is not affiliated with First Heartland Capital. Welcome to the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Our guest is Kayla Hatting, head softball coach for the St. Olaf College Oles. And, you know, the Oles coming off one of their best seasons in program history, being their third ever NCAA tourney bid, second highest season win total, making it to their first ever regional final. Congrats on a great season, Kayla. And no matter the accolades this season, you got to be proud of this team. Yeah, absolutely. I think especially with the COVID pandemic and and looking back where we started in January, not even knowing if we'll make it through a full season with all the testing and all the regulations that we had to go through, um, what the girls did and what they accomplished through all of the adversity that they faced is is absolutely phenomenal. It's inspiring as a coach and I think for a lot of other people too. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more about that. You're dealing with something most coaches don't deal with, with a pandemic. And how do you keep this group together? I know I've talked to a lot of other coaches and that's been kind of the challenge, that team chemistry aspect, getting in the team to really know each other well and Mm -hmm. um, connect on that sort of level. And I've been able to pull that off in this season. Yeah, I think it was challenging. We do a lot of um, team activities together. We usually spend a lot of time together, um, whether it's meals or um, gatherings at my house or one of the seniors' houses, and we weren't able to do that this year. So the girls became really creative and and tried to find a way where they could do virtual parties together, virtual get-togethers, virtual um, just game nights with each other. Uh, we did a lot of social distance meals. We did a lot of, you know, coming to practice a little bit earlier, having conversations before practice because they don't get that time to catch up with each other outside of practice. So using practice time as best we could to give them that opportunity. Um, but all the kudos to our girls who are super creative and in, in figuring out how they could bring themselves together without actually being together. Yeah, it's very difficult. And you've seen that just in general society, people trying to find creative ways to do things. And, you know, again, you guys had an amazing season. And what were some of the kind of your guys' keys to success this year? Yeah, you know, I think uh, March 13th of last year when our season ended, uh, we got together and, and we decided that this was going to be our year, right? And this is the year that we're going to put everything into it. We have a phenomenal senior class. We had Julie Graff who came back for a fifth year. Um, and we knew this was the year that we were just going to put everything in it and see what happens. We had a lot of NCAA regulations that allowed us to actually work with the girls a little bit this summer and have some days. And um, we had a little more time in the fall and winter to actually work together. So we kind of 
um, formatted our season a little bit differently to allow us to have the season that we did. And so when we came together on March 13th last year in a really <laughs> high emotional sadness day, and we decided to look forward to this year, it was exciting that our, our seniors, and we had six total seniors, two of them have since then decided to come back for a fifth year, but a group of six that just decided to lead this team in the right direction and do it the right way. That must have been kind of a tough conversation for the kids who weren't going to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we graduated one senior last year, Claire Waddell, um, yeah. and that was really, really tough. And, and we spent the last you know couple weeks of last year together. And then after a couple weeks, when May hit, we kind of decided to move forward to the 2021 season. And yeah. it's hard to say goodbye to Claire. She's a great friend of a lot of us and, and an awesome contributor to our program for four years. You mentioned Julie. She mm-hmm. was named Mayak Pitcher of the Year. You were named Coach of the Year, so congrats for that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but no matter the awards, mm-hmm. this program has come a long way since you were hired. And what are some of the changes that you brought forth when you first started that you think have made a, the biggest impact over time? Uh, the women, the young women that we recruit yeah. here. I think it's a, a very special group of kids. And, and I'm a very um, <laughs> hardworking, just came from a middle class family that is just you earn, you know, you, you deserve everything that you get and, and you earn everything that you get and you work hard for it. And so those are the type of young women that, that we try to recruit to this program. Um, and as you mentioned, like awards are not, we don't pay attention yeah. to awards and records. That's just not something that we do. We, we want to accomplish things as a team and that's always been our mindset so individual performances are awesome but our mindset is always like we're going to do this this year as a group of 21 student athletes and and coaching staff Um, and that's been the biggest difference so recruiting not only young women but families our families are phenomenal Uh, moms dads grandmas grandpas siblings they are phenomenal and so when I go out and recruit I recruit young women but I also recruit their families because it's an only family and so I think that's a special thing here we're here with Kayla Hatting. She is the head softball coach at St. Olaf College. They're coming off one of their best seasons in program history. And Kayla, doing kind of my work, getting the interview together, my research, I found out you're a Luther alum. I'm a Luther alum. <laughs> yes, so, go Norse. Yes, go Norse, right? Uh, but, you know, for my time down there, uh, Luther has a very successful softball program. And what's it going to take to bring the level of consistency like a Luther type program has to St. Olaf? Yeah, I think this was the start of it this year. I think we have a group of, of first years and sophomores who this is all they know. All they know is regional yeah. tournament softball, right? And so they have that in their blood now and they have the taste of it. And I don't think they're going to settle for anything less. And so the more young women that you can get into a regional tournament and get the feel for winning and the feel for success and the atmosphere that we had there, uh, the more they're going to want it and desire it every single year and so um, I think that's what we have and and this was a first you know the first year to a big start to that and so now we just need to keep bringing student athletes in that want that atmosphere and that want that environment yeah the regionals are really exciting I've been at my fair share of regional games down there at Luther and what was it like to have your girls in that environment though to bring them down to Waverly and Mm -hmm. have that whole experience Uh, That's phenomenal. Um, You know, we give a lot of credit to our fans. We had a tailgating crew that was there at 6 a.m. every morning. Uh, We had a parade when we came in every day. They had noisemakers. They lined up all the way down the parking lot to greet us every single morning. They were down the right field and left field fence lines. They were behind the plate. They were phenomenal. And that atmosphere for our girls to walk in and and feel like big time celebrities in, in a really important game was is just incredible. So they enjoyed it. It was fun. We got to eat well. We got to go out for a couple nice dinners. Um, nice. They were just treated really, really nicely. So it was, you know, thanks to our athletic director that allowed us to do that. Yeah, regionals are always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back on not just this weekend, but the season, is there some particular moments that uh, you'll never forget that oh, stand out? Yeah. I'm sure there's a ton. <laughs> 
I, I don't I don't know if there's specific moments, just the joy and the passion that they play with every single day. You look back at pictures and you see their happiness on their faces. This last week we actually played without masks, which is phenomenal because you could actually see their masks. Yeah. Or you could actually see their smiles. Yeah. Um, but those moments and looking back on those pictures and seeing our seniors as happy as they are and the hugs that we got this weekend and and just the pure joy and passion, those are Images and moments you'll never forget as a as a college softball coach. The wins are great, but those those um, moments are just is unforgettable. You know, season concludes. You guys lost in the regional final, but what yep. was your message to the team after that game? Because um, it was a great season, and you guys can't forget that. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's still room to improve, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the message was full of a lot of tears. It, it was yeah. hard for any of us to get any words out. Um, you know, because obviously our goal was to be in Salem, Virginia this weekend. Yeah. Um, but it was, it, I think the first thing I said to them and it was, hold your heads up, hold your heads high. And, and we have so much to be proud of. We have had a historic season, one of the best seasons in St. Olaf College softball history. Um, and although we ended up a game too short of where we wanted to be, there's no reason to hang our heads. So, um, you know, it's just a lot of proud moments, um, a lot of like, I love yous and a lot of hugs yeah. and a lot of tears. Um, but at the end of the day, I was hanging your head high. You know, even though we didn't end up in Virginia where we wanted to be, there's no reason to be disappointed in this season. Well, I, I, I know it didn't end the where, like you said, where mm-hmm. you wanted to be. But again, congrats on a great season. Phenomenal run for you guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate you having us today. Kayla Hatting, head softball coach for the St. Olaf College Oles. We're nearing the end of the show here, but before we go, let's uh, take a phone call here from Dirk Umbenhauer. He is our voice for Raider baseball and softball, and he is live from Seckler Park. Dirk, thanks for joining the program. No problem, Colin. Thanks for having me on again. And Dirk, uh, you got section action over there at Seckler Park here. We got baseball and softball sections starting up here this week, and got to be excited. Oh, yeah, I'm excited indeed. And, you know, folks know here, first section game today at Seckler Park. Got all the equipment set up and everything here. Cars pulling in behind me should be a good one today between the Northfield Raiders and the Rochester Mayo Spartans. First round section baseball action. We'll have the pregame show here for you beginning at the bottom of the hour. We'll interview head coach Mark OJ of the Northfield Raiders as well as have A.J. Reister's Raider Wrap and then first pitch at 1 o'clock today here at Seckler Park and on KYMNradio.net. So should be a good baseball game today, Colin, and uh, hopefully have a lot more baseball and softball section action here to look forward to on KYMNradio.net this week and further weeks as well. And Dirk, you've been out there calling a lot of baseball and softball games here this year. You've had some fun ones. And what do you expect from this baseball team? Can they make a run here in the sections? Yeah, Colin, Northfield baseball actually has got a pretty good chance I'm making a run here. They actually enter the sections as the number two seed uh, with only Farmington ahead of them at the number one seed, a team they lost to earlier this year. Uh, but head coach Mark OJ told me that the Raiders are looking to get back at the Tigers again should they make it. Uh, there's Lakeville South in the section who they haven't seen, uh, but a lot of the other teams like Rochester, Mayo, Owatonna, New Prague, John Marshall, um, they've seen them throughout the year here. Um, going into this tournament. So they're pretty familiar with their opponents. They beat Rochester Mayo actually twice in a doubleheader, 7-5 to and 16-10 to back in Rochester in mid-April. So it was a good offensive game for both teams, and hopefully we'll be that again today here at Seckler Park. Ethan Lanthier, who's an all-star for the South team, is getting thrown out there as the starting pitcher today. And it's all a task against a pretty good Mayo Spartan lineup, as we mentioned. So should be a fun one here, top of the hour at 1 p.m. on KYMNRadio.com. In Dirk, you'll also be announcing some softball games here coming up. And the softball team coming off 
the state championship in 2019, and we're hoping that they can make another run here. Yeah, we're hoping they can make another run. Uh, they're currently top 10 team in 4A, I believe number 7 overall. Last I looked on MN Softball Hub, uh, number one seed here going into this section. Um, and, you know, it's it's a tough section, especially now being up from Class 3A to Class 4A. Uh, but it's one they're fully capable of doing, especially when you got a starter like Bryn Hostetler, who's been dominant all season um, and going to the University of Minnesota next year. And the lineup's been pretty good as well. Um, they're going to have to contend mostly with Lakeville North, who they haven't seen yet this year, um, as well as Farmington, who they beat 2 nothing back here about a week and a half ago, as you heard, on KYMNradio.net and Lakeville South. So a little bit of a tougher section than they had last time they made that run to the state title in 2019 in 3A. Um, but the Raiders have a lineup and a pitching staff that's fully capable of doing that and, you know, should get some entertaining games here, especially later in section um, whether they play those Farmington, Lakeville South, or especially uh, Lakeville North in the section final, as the Panthers might be their toughest t- competition um, here in section one of Class 4A. And let's keep it local here, Dirk. This weekend, of course, Memorial Day weekend and Memorial Day tradition, the Dundas Dukes and the Norfield Knights will take each other on at uh, right where you're at, at Seckler Park on Monday. And Dirk, what a great rivalry there. Yeah, Northfield versus Dundas, it's always a fun one, amateur baseball. I mean, as you know, these rivalries, they're rivalries, but they're fun rivalries. It's amateur baseball is just like, you know, a fun thing to get out to. It's competitive, uh, but it's fun to watch and fun to play as well. And, you know, the Knights, you know, used to be kind of definitely the second-rate team in town behind the Dukes. But Northfield, is, the Knights have been pretty good here the past few years, um, on par with the Dukes talent-wise and maybe even a little better. So they've produced some competitive games here in recent years and should be a fun, competitive game um, Monday here at Seckler Park between them once again. And lastly, Dirk, you know, we're talking about all this local baseball with town ball and of course the high school athletics and I just got done talking with head softball coach of the Oles and it's really great to see all these local sporting events happen again and people finding ways to get outside and have some fun and I bet you that's been great for you to see a lot of these fans out here and watching their kids play ball. Yeah it's been fun getting to meet uh, parents and fans both at uh, softball and baseball games this year. Uh, softball, I've been able to interact a little more than baseball, but the ones who I have talked to are kind of the same thing, Colin. They're happy the season's being able to play. We played this year, obviously, safely. And, of course, as we're getting more vaccinated, the pandemic winding down in life, getting more back to normal here. Um, even kind of at Duke's games, as we mentioned. We both were at the game some last summer. Crowd's definitely larger this year as more people are comfortable going out and more people have gotten their shots. Um, against the virus here so it's been fun to see larger crowds again both at uh, the local level here that I've been to as well as even higher up in more professional levels here um, as we enter the NBA and the NHL playoffs in the pro sports world um, as well as Major League Baseball regular season so crowds were something we definitely missed um, with sports here with the past year due to the pandemic Um, but they're coming back here and I think it's happy to see that because it means life's getting back to normal here virus is getting more and more behind us and have fun together and sit together again at these sporting events and enjoy them. All right, we got to go. Thanks, Dirk. Have fun on the call. Thank you, Colin. And remember, tune in here, kymnradio.net. You can go to the KYMN website and find the live stream. You could also type in a general search as well. Link should pop up at the top of that Google search. And stay tuned to listen to today's game at one between the Raiders and the Spartans baseball and section action all postseason long.
Dirk Umbenhauer live from Seckler Park. That's going to conclude our show today. Special thanks to Jake Patrichka, Kayla Hatting, and Dirk Umbenhauer. My name is Colin Lance Steiner, and this was the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. We'll be back next week at 2 p.m., but coming up next, the Twins take on the Kansas City Royals right here on KYMN.